Hi, I'm Kelvin. And I'm Jaime. And we want to welcome you to the party. A podcast featuring two no-drag-knowledge mouths sharing their unsolicited opinions. So buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hi, Jaime. How are you? Hey, Kelvin. I'm great. How are you? Oh, boy. I'm feeling amazing today. Oh, boy. What a great day. What a great day it's been. <laughs> you say bean? <laughs> I just did, just now. Is, is that how you usually say it? What a great day it's been. No. Okay, good. What a great was, day it's been. I was very concerned yeah, yeah. for you. What a great day it's been. God damn it. Every time, every time. So, before we get into the episode, did you see the commercial for Painted with Raven? Ah, I wanted to talk to you about that too. Yes. Good or does it, it look crunchy? It looks hokey pokey look- hobby lobby. Maybe it's both. Maybe it's both. But I'm honestly, I was low key like, do I want to watch this show? Like, I was kind of intrigued with like the aspect of like it only being focused on makeup, which there's other makeup shows, obviously. But I think it's very interesting because in reality competition shows in general, there's not only a focus on the individual, but also how you interact with the other team members or uh, the other contestants. So yep. since this is all Zoom, there, I don't think they would stress that like there would be a lot of relationships with people because they're not in the same room, so they don't know each other. So I think it's, I think it's going to be strictly about the artistry. It's going to be strictly about the challenges. It's going to be strictly about you know the looks, which to me is like work 100%. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm kind of, even though I'm not like a Raven stan at all, but I told you my theory about this show. You did. Would you like to share it with our listeners? I think that, I think that the, and this might not be currently, but maybe sometime in the future, maybe not even for this season, but if they do paint by Raven again, I think that what they're doing is they're going to find someone to find like a replacement for someone to paint Rue so that when Rue steps down, Raven can take his place. I think that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Although, oh, do you think she would be taking her place like across all franchises that Rue hosts? Mm, probably, of course, US. But here, here's where I, I kind of even like backtrack what I just said because I don't think Raven is a household name. I was at just all. gonna say, like, I Raven's fine. I was gonna say I love Raven. I don't love Raven. She's fine. Um, and she's very talented. Yeah. But there are other drag queens that have come through, like, the program, Mm -hmm. um, that are much, 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 you know, some would even say doing things that, like, even RuPaul hasn't done. Correct. There might be better. I mean, for instance, like, Trixie is hosting, uh, Queen, like, or is one of the judges on Queens of the Universe. Correct, yeah. That's, like, you know, big, big stuff. Mm -hmm. And we'll be judging another drag race girl which we've you know we've seen brooklyn do that is the only other time yeah i I, yeah that's the thing i don't think that raven's a household name enough to even but i mean like let's be clear before rupaul was on rupaul's drag race rupaul wasn't an american household name very much a gay household name 
but not like an everyone in America knows. I don't know about that. Like RuPaul had a late night talk show on VH1. It was in like the Brady Bunch movie. And- yeah. Yeah. But it was very period. Like that was very like 90s. Rue like, used was- to like crop up and then go away and then like pop yeah. back up. And go away for a couple of years or like exactly. You know, and then pop back up. Exactly. But at least from what I've been told, because I obviously either wasn't alive or cognizant at this point, is that drag like had a huge like kind of awakening in the 90s. And like RuPaul was a part of that with like supermodel of the world mm-hmm. and all the things like that. So I think that that like kind of catapulted him. But like if we're going back to 2010 when Drag Race first started, you know, was he really that relevant at that time? I mean, well, relevant and like people and like I think relevant and having people know who you are are like two different things. Sure. Yeah. You know, you're like right. Being a household name, I guess, in the sense of being relevant, but to me, like a household name just means like Betty and Joe Beer can know who you are. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, anyway, I will. I definitely will probably watch the first episode. Yeah, I might give it a test run, or if anything, it might be one of those things where I just wait until all the episodes drop and then binge it if I want to. I wonder uh, if they're going because it's a web show. I'm wondering if it's going if they're going to be like thirty minute long episodes, hour long episodes, or if they're going to be like in the fifteen minute range. Yeah, I it would be a bit of a. I think they'll at minimum be thirty minutes because. I think they're going to have to go through all of the different artists. And of course, someone's going to fumble. Someone's going to like not have a brush or something crazy um, for that. So I think at least at least 30 minutes for that. And I don't think they'll do things like mini challenges. And I don't think yeah. they're going to be doing any of that. So, you know, I also, I also think it's interesting. And another thing is that they're painting themselves and they're not mm-hmm. painting like models, which I think is kind of like also very interesting because like a lot of makeup shows, like they paint like models or like they have a subject to paint on. Yeah. Like they're painting themselves, which is like a little uh, hokey pokey, but also like very intriguing. Yeah, I think it kind of fits the format of like, not to say that we're past quarantine, but like we kind of are, but you know, it's like kind of, I think it fits that format of like work from home. Of course. Quarantine kind of a thing. Yeah, it's definitely early 2020s. Like, I'm wondering if it is a hit and they continue to do it, if it will metamorphosize into, you know, like a good pilot season and then like metamorphoses into like a glow up or a Mm -hmm. skin wars or something. That'd be nice. Um, Speaking of the Drag Race franchises, uh, Queens of the Universe announce their cast universe i knew who one person was yeah i know who a whole one one person was obviously juju ad vox oh i've heard of that name but i don't know i don't i couldn't tell you that okay well knowing your drag legends but whatever legend Uh, oh no i i literally do not know who that person is i just like the name and it kind of rhymes with like detox but that's not the point. The point is, yeah, I don't know who these chicken heads are. It's apparently international girls. So girls from like, I think they had some girls from the U.S. And they had some from, I think, maybe Italy and Mexico, I believe. I think Brazil. Brazil. Maybe the Netherlands or some sort of like, you know. European. Blonde European country. 
blonde and white. Yeah, Naomi Smalls. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be very... <laughs> do you know that reference? Mm-hmm. When... I'll have to send you the video. When they did the Build series, like, interview for All Stars... Five... Four... Whatever All Stars Naomi Smalls was on. They were like, oh, what's, what's like, one thing it takes, like, when in, in Drag Race? And they went to Naomi, and she was like, blonde and white? Oh, my God. And then the camera immediately zoomed to Trinity to the Tuck Taylor. And she's like, don't zoom in on me, bitch. Don't zoom in on me, bitch. Uh, wait, that sounds familiar. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's like a meme. It's like an icon meme. So mm-hmm. I'll send you the clip later. But yeah, so I don't know about that show. That didn't really reach out to me. I'm, I'm not really a singing competition girl. Just see, like, what the format is. Like, we talked about last week, like, if it's going to be, like, a like a top model drag race kind of format, or if it's going to be more like an idol format. And then, I mean, I always like to see new talent. So I'm curious to see who some of these chicken heads are. Mm-hmm. I would like come, to find out. Come through chicken heads. So other drag race franchises aside, going back to drag race UK, we come off of the heels of the, what was last week's challenge? The Miss Fugly Beauty Pageant. The Miss Fugly Beauty Pageant, a ball of sorts. So the dust has settled and Scarlett is out of here. Scarlett's gone. She's she out of my one single talent got me to the top five. Maybe now you'll get a word in edgeways. I think Vanity pronounced that incorrectly. Which, well, I, I was wondering because we say edgewise. Correct. I thought maybe it was a British thing where they say edgeways. Maybe it's a Jamaican thing that they say things that she said it like that. Or that, yeah. Yeah. But I thought that too. I was like, mm, I was like, oh, this little doesn't make any sense. But yeah, so I mean, the one single talent thing comes up again, which I'm like, okay, girl, like we've <laughs> let it go, <laughs> let it go, let it die, let it die. So the girls get back to the couch and they are, you know, shooting their shit. And Kitty lets us know so eloquently, I've got a bad. Badge. Now everyone in the top four has one. Well, as we see, all badges are not equal, which uh, Ella so so eloquently picked out. And among that, they mentioned talking about like who they think should go next. And the girls, Kitty, said that they think Vanity is next to go. You think that's accurate? I do. Or valid? I do. I think. It, I think. It's both. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I like Vanity. I want to like root for her, but mm-hmm. I do like Vanity. I think she's funny. Oh, no, no, she's she's but, she's all right. Yeah, yeah, but she does have the worst track record. Um, you know, just going by how she's performed this season, I think it's like at this point, it's like three bottoms, one win, mm-hmm. and the one the group win, win, the group win, yeah. yeah. So, like, just just doing the math, mm-hmm. I would say that's a pretty valid assumption. Yeah, which I, I'm, I'm very glad that Ella pointed that out is the individual one versus the team one, which we talked about this several episodes ago mm-hmm. in terms of the group win not really counting as much, uh, much like it's an Oscars half. win. Oh, it's half. Yeah, I remember half. the half a point system. And for that, and also another thing that they point out, which I didn't realize, is that no one else at that point has lip synced ex- except for yes. Vanity. No one in the top, no one in the top four is lip synced except Vanity, which is a gag. 
It's funny. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, also, they asked the question, has anyone in Drag Race history come back from a fourth lip sync? And everyone goes, I don't think so. But I would really like people to put some respect on Tace's name, who True. just one season ago lip synced four times. Oh, the camera Michael lip sync four times. She she had lip synced every every episode. I'm Cameron. <laughs> yeah, literally, <laughs> she literally lip synced like the entire latter half of the season. Um, yeah, definitely Tace. Cameron Michaels might be in the four four club as well. Maybe um, a kind of a situation. A what? Coco. Yeah. Three or four. I mean, well, I think she went home on her fourth time. Yeah. I don't think she made it past her fourth time. Yeah. So the girls come back to this is the, ne- the next day. The girls go back to the round table and they shoot their shit. And Crystal goes on to say that she is the youngest person in the top four ever. Which I thought was interesting because I thought Aquaria was also. I think Aquaria was 20. Oh, Corey was 20? I think so. I think she was 20, maybe 21, but I think she was 20 when she... Okay. I remember there also being famously someone who lied on their... Who lied on their application, and I think they were, like, really young. But they, like, got onto the show, but I don't remember. It's one of the earlier seasons. Yeah, I would feel like it would have to be. I don't know. Maybe it was Shangela? But I think think someone else, not legally or not officially has been also very young when they got onto the when they got onto the show. But did they make it to the top four, this person? This mystery person? I'll have to remember the name. And if I remember it, pro- probably not, because I'm not remembering the name, but um so like this moment with uh them pushing Kitty around on the table. Oh the when she gets like the sash. Not be on wheels. Yeah, I was, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, what kind of table is this? Jeez Louise. I mean, she was living her best life. Good for her, as, as usual. Mm-hmm. So the girls get to the little, like, television thingamajig, and RuPaul calls them the space ghettos again. I'm disgusted. I thought we, I thought we t- talked about this, Rusev. Disgusted. Um, again, and do you watch TV with captions on? Mm-mm. Oh, I, I always have my captions on. What is he saying? The way they spelled it uh-huh. was G-H-E-T-T-I-R-L-S. Getterals? Getterals. Oh my God. But literally with a G-H. Ooh. was like, what are you trying to say, bro? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. So RuPaul announces this space challenge. For this, we learned that Kitty is going to be the casting director because she won last week's challenge. And she tells it to the camera that she's going to be a little shade with her selection of the process because she doesn't want to give people the roles that they want. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on this strategy of giving out roles kind of to malign what you want as an individual? It is a game. So, mm-hmm. so like, sorry about you. I'm playing, I'm playing the most strategic way I can. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. if you're, and if you're boring and you're really, really, really worried about playing a loud, boisterous role, 
guess what? That's the role you're getting. And I'm going to cast myself in the role I'm going to do best in. I feel like I liked it. I liked it honestly better when Ellie Diamond did it because she literally told them to their face, like, I am picking who I'm picking and this is it. Like, she, Kitty did kind of make it seem like she was asking people what she did. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And then she auditioned everyone and then kind of assigned it. So I don't think there was as much of like a transparency. I can't believe you just did that. But yeah. yeah, no, she wasn't transparent with it. But obviously, that's, end of, that's what she ended up doing. Now, I like the audition thing. I like the auditions because it's kind I of. Thought like, it was, well, I thought it was a really cute moment. Outside it was. Of being practical. I just thought it was really funny. Yeah, I think. I don't think it's. I mean. I kind of can say if two people are, if if two people are fighting over a role, I can kind of see where it's practical. I don't think it was effective in this case because I think she kind of already knew who she was going to give to what. Oh so yeah, it was she kind was of like <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like not really relevant. But in future seasons, I think that's cool for like people like they do that sometimes for singing challenges where they'll see who can sing better per mm-hmm. like role. So I thought that that was pretty pretty cool. Um, so the girls get their roles. Kitty casts herself as Robarella. Vanity gets Baby Yolo, which I hate that name. I yeah, it's hate so that dumb. name it's so, so much. Dumb. Ella gets Dolph Shader, which I also hate that name as well. And Crystal gets She Threw Piho. Very creative. Who would you want to play out of these out of these roles? I would probably want to play Baby Yolo. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I think so I would just sit down. <laughs> I think I would do Daft Shader. I think I do the evil one. The villain. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you're so villainous. Okay, so Crystal, so they get outside all the roles, and the girls are, you know, discussing, Katie and Ella are discussing, like, oh, we have to be the theater girls, darling. And Vanity and Crystal are talking, and Crystal reveals to us that she has dyslexia. Yeah. Which I think is cool that she revealed that to us. Oh, this, I don't know, this, this mirror, this mirror one for me was like, it was just a little, I don't know. This one? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Maybe because there've been so many this season or something. I don't know, but I was just kind of like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I get it. Well, I mean, this, this one out of all the ones actually applies to the challenge that they're doing. So it's like, you telling me that like your, your relationship with your dad isn't good. Like that doesn't have anything to do with the fugly ball. But, like, you revealing that you have dyslexia has everything to do with learning your lines, which I think is very pertinent to this. You make a a great point, Kellen. Thank you, Ivy. But also, I think with Crystal, I feel like I'm, like, I like when Crystal, like, reveals, like, things about herself. Because it's, like, Crystal's, like, very, kind of, like, her drag is very, like, stone cold. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, we, we learned that she's a virgin. We learned that she has dyslexia. It's, like, oh, Crystal, you're, like, actually a person, BB. That's cute. I think you're just like Crystal. And I think you just dislike Crystal. So if we go to rehearsal, we get to Michelle's directing this one. And the girls kind of go in order for their, you know, their roles. Kitty is the first that they like kind of highlight going through the line. She's fumbling over her lines, but she's getting the funny edit of like saying baby nut. Okay, well. Baby nut. Space baby nut. Space baby nut. Okay. Which I was like, okay. I was like, not giving babies nut. That's a little 
Extreme. <laughs> Baby's drinking nut. Yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts on Kitty's rehearsal? This is the thing with uh, all of them. I think they kind of gave them, they gave everyone a struggling edit, at least from what I, from what I saw. Because I made a lot of notes of like, Kitty's flubbing lines, Vanity uh-huh. struggles with lines and emphasis. Ella is also struggling. Crystal mm-hmm. is also, also. Mm-hmm. This is clearly not an acting season. Like uh, oh. all of these like little notes, but we'll get to later. Yeah. I feel like they maybe edited to look like they didn't do as well. I feel like the only person that they gave, I feel like they, they, gave, they gave everyone the struggle edit. They gave Kitty the struggle edit, but it was a funny struggle edit. It was like, oh, she says yeah. nut, but it's like funny because it's like the wrong order. So yeah, I feel she like, wasn't getting down on herself like maybe like Crystal was. Correct. Like, yeah. Was like, did not mean to say that. And she was mm-hmm. like volleying with Michelle, which yeah. like it's just a skill that you get from, I guess, doing that, you know, she and Ella both being like theater people. Like you just get that skill where you can be like, I'm t- I, I hear you. I'm taking your note, but I'm not like internalizing it. We're still like light and having fun. Yeah, it's definitely a much better moment obviously not as iconic but it's just that kind of like misdirection or that misspeaking that's like very funny yeah up next they highlighted was vanity for baby yolo mm-hmm. god damn it um vanity is not giving that much energy which is typical vanity and you know michelle kind of picks up on that and another thing that vanity says is when she starts like kind of messing up her lines, whatever, she's like, there's only so much you can do from a box. And I was like, bitch, sitting in a box has nothing to do with what's coming out of your mouth. Exactly. I felt the exact same thing. It's like, it has nothing to do with what you're saying. Yeah. She was getting the edit of like saying the line, Michelle giving her a note and then her saying the line exactly the same way again. Yeah. Which we see a lot in acting challenges. Which I think for that might be a bit of editing because she, there's no way that you can say that line as Yoda, which I mean, I would assume most most of the human population knows who Yoda is and knows how Yoda speaks. Like that's just a very like, you know, I don't like to appropriate Yoda-ese culture. So oh. for me, I will not be doing Yoda. If, are you comfortable with doing a Yoda accent, Jaime? You're not gonna do this to me. Oh, I'm not gonna set you up after you try to set me up, okay. So, I was asking if you know what he sounded like. I do know what he sounds like. Absolutely. Okay, cool, cool. Fucking bitch. Um, so, up next... <laughs> um, yeah, up next we have Ella as Doth Shader, who... It kind of annoys me the way that Michelle was saying this word. Because the way... it The word is daft. Oh, did they say daft? Well... I heard Doth. Well, because we're American, mm-hmm. the word, like, we say the word daft, D-A-F-T. Mm-hmm. And in British, I think they do say doft. But Michelle always has to remind everyone that she's British. Uh-huh. He was saying doft, shader. Oh, okay. Can you not? Can you stop? It's like when she calls it the telly. It's just like, shut up. You are not British. Oh, okay. The Michelle hate has reared its ugly head. Um, Enemy of the pods. Uh, for sure is an assassin of the pod, if she could. Um, Ella completely blanks out. Mm-hmm. Completely forgets her lines. Completely. 
and she ke- she keeps saying, "Oh bugger!" Like the thing about Ella is like she does this like whole like matronly mother thing, but then like in the confessional she's saying, "Fuck shit, bitch!" Like like w- like that's kind of where I think that like people are like you don't like kind of say that like she doesn't have personality. Because, like, instead of showing, like, real emotion that you're, like, frustrated, you're like, oh, my, oh, no, it's, oh, 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 oh. I can see that. I think she's maybe, whole, like, not trying to F-bomb in front of the judges, you know? Like, people that are judging her. I don't know. I guess. I it's guess. funny that you bring that up, because I feel like in this episode, a couple of people made comments about Ella being, like, old or, like, a grandma or, like, yeah. Being- I looked up how old she is. She's like 32. She's a year younger than me. <laughs> well, you are. Okay, so it all makes sense now, full circle. I was like, geez, guys, come on. Yeah. Anyway. The jokes write themselves here. So. <laughs> well, she ends up doing a decent job and she says, we got there eventually. Took a year and a half, but we did get there. Up next, we have Crystal Very Z-Z as She-3PO also completely forgets her lines. Mm-hmm. She, like, starts the line, but then she completely forgets, like, everything after, like, the first three words. And, um, yeah, she, Michelle calls her out on it. She's like, what is, like, what's up with you? And Crystal's like, um, I just want to, like, be perfect. And I was like, oh, BB, that doesn't exist. Yeah. And Michelle told her the same thing. Like, that doesn't exist. So, you, like, you need to go ahead and, like, stop that. So, I don't know. I kind of feel like also, like, with... That's, like, a very, like, young person thing to want to do. It's, like, be, like, the like the best, like, that you can be. But you, like, equate that to being perfect, which is not... That's, like, an impossible thing to do. Um, purposefully. You know, if you're doing things that you should be doing, like, but you shouldn't be like, oh, I want to be perfect because no one's perfect. So to even say that is like, you're not perfect. Yeah. Apparently. Apparently. As we can tell, the material, <laughs> the material shows us for itself that you were not perfect. I just wonder why Ella didn't get the same pep talk. Like they, Maybe because- it seems like they are like, I know she's young, but it just seems like they are very much like. Maybe because Ella's a trained actor. Yeah? Yeah, maybe because Ella should know way better. I guess. She went to theater school. (laughs) Yeah, but in the interest of, like, fairness and, like, everything being across the board, you know, Crystal is kind of getting handheld a little bit. We'll talk about another some other opinions I have a little later about the end of the episode. Oh, okay. Interesting. I'm very excited to hear your... Very excited to hear those opinions for sure. Um, so after the rehearsal, the girls all come back to the workroom to like start getting right or whatever, and they start talking about uh, as they're doing their makeup. And I forget even how they like brought this up. They like were like, "Oh well, because in the challenge we were like da da da." Do you feel like safe at drag? Like. And I was like, what? Like, how did they get to... Yeah, that segue... I don't remember what it was either, but that segue was a little... It was a little little Christina Ricci. (laughs) It was a bit of a Christina Ricci. Fuck off. I loved it, Daddy! (laughs) Um, So, they talk about safety and drag, 
And mm-hmm. Ella goes over a story where she was walking her dog with her boyfriend. How lovely. And someone walks up and was like, oh, you blah, 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 blah. And she said that she didn't feel safe because that was like right like on her street. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vanity mentioned that she does not do PDA in public for slightly different reasons because she's an interracial couple mm-hmm. and because there's a stigma with being black and a guy. Um, for this, how have you ever had any experience with this? Um, have you ever like had someone come up to you and say anything crazy? And have you ever been black and gay? Uh, yes, yes, no. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I think one of the advantages of living in, like, a larger city, like, I haven't really had any kind of weird shit like that happen Mm -hmm. since I was in, I mean, since I lived in, since I was a kid and lived in, like, smaller towns since high Mm -hmm. school. Mm -hmm. Um, Cincinnati's not even that large, but, you know me being in Cincinnati, you being where you are. Um, we live in bigger cities. I don't think it's something that we necessarily have to worry about as much. Ohio's not like a bastion of pro- of being progressive, but, you know, I'm not uncomfortable to walk around. I wouldn't be uncomfortable to walk around the city. like holding even, in a, even in a duster? Even in a duster. Oh, okay. Well, good for you. Very... Very good for you. I Yeah, I've never had really any experience like that either. Like, people coming up or saying anything crazy to me. Uh, I think I've been told several times I'm a very intimidating-looking person when I'm, like, out and about. Uh, just because I, I think have... I am, too. <clears throat> Wait, why so do you think... Up next, up next why we do you have... think you're intimidating-looking? Because uh, I have very broad shoulders. I have, like, I have like uh, the build of, like, a football player. But you're so not very tall. True, but I'm very beefy. Mm. And I have good arms. Oh, well, I'm tall. But not good arms. So, um... Well, you know what? I wear a leather jacket and Doc Martens, and I stomp around Cincinnati cussing people out. Oh, and I bet the people of Cincinnati are shaking in their Margiela boots. Um... They should be. Oh! (laughs) Just kidding, Cincinnati. I love you. I love you, Natty. Hashtag 513... Uh, next, they have a very interesting discussion about the invasion of personal space, which I like this discussion, actually. I like that they talked about this. I feel like we've talked about this maybe once before with, like, the, the drunk bridesmaids at uh, a brunch or something like that. But they talk about how in drag there's definitely a misperception of your personal space. And mm-hmm. there's uh, groping and there's invasion of personal space. And what were your thoughts on this discussion? I thought it was very relevant and very yeah. true. Um, and it's kind of sad to think about it because it, it essentially means that people are viewing you as like an object, not even a thing, you know. If people think they can just walk up and grab your fake booby or t- grab between your legs as a drag queen, like that just means they're objectifying you and not thinking of you as a person. Because yeah, there is like underneath there. Yeah, they're like thinking of you like it's like a product. So yeah. But I would also say that it's a two-way street because I also know that Ooh, okay. drag shows are notorious for that coming the other way. You know? I think it's it's one of those things that like just as everyone's behavior is starting to get cleaned up in the last couple of years with like, you know, people being a little bit more 
just like cognizant of other people. But like, you know, you would go to a drag show and they'd pull a bridesmaid up and like jiggle her boobies or like mm-hmm. spank her or, you know, I've seen drag queens like go through like if somebody's on their phone, they take their phone and they go through the pictures and they're like showing people dick pics and stuff like that. Like, Ooh, I love that. Um, so I would say that it is a very relevant and good conversation to be having, but it goes both ways from the drag queens as well. Sure, you know? sure. I won't touch your hair if you don't like try to reach down the front of my pants. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm not going to, as the drag queens, I'm not going to blame the victims like you just did. But what I am going to say is, mm-hmm. is, is that what that... I said or did I just say that everyone can be accountable? Okay. What I will say is it's about the vibe. Now, if I go to a drag show and I see some drag queen pulling up someone's boyfriend, making out with them, pushing them back down, then like putting his hands, like jiggling around everything, then like I would feel that the vibe is like one type of way. If I'm going to a drag show and the drag queen just does her regular number and she's walking like from the stage to the bar, to the bathroom, to the back house... Like, I wouldn't think for me, like, that isn't the vibe where I think I would be jokey, jokey enough around for that queen to, like, be touching them, grabbing them, da-da-da. Now, if they are kind of doing that and giving that energy, then I can see how that can be there. But if you're just doing your job and, like, you haven't interacted with anybody, you haven't really talked to anybody, you're just at the bar to, like, do your job, then it's, like, it gets annoying if Mm -hmm. you're doing your job and, like people are overstepping your bounds. Now, if you're overstepping bounds, you can't really, you can be mad when people are overstepping their bounds, but in your mind, you can create that perception like, oh, they overstep, I can overstep. But you can't overstep in like, at like a random brunch when like a queen's just like walking around doing nothing. Yeah. There's a big thing too of like, I feel like is wanting to like get the hair and like get shift the hair, like shift the wig a little bit. Oh, not, not shift the off, wig. Not snatch it off, but you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Oh, like, a little you know. to the... Okay, well then. Okay, well, uh, Mass for Mass has entered the chat. So, the girls... <laughs> so, the girls have their little... They're done with the little discussion. Mm-hmm. So, we get over to the runway. And we see Mr. Paul looking the fool. This is a hot shite. I know we this, don't normally give her a right or a shite, but this is a shite. No, this is this is the hot shite. This is this is the hot uh, shite of the season for sure. Yeah, this was weird. This was so weird. Weird touch, weird construction, weird silhouette. Zaldi couldn't have made this. Even when Rue goes younger, because you know, like, even when she skews on the side of like more younger and youthful, uh-huh. it, it always looks good on her. This. I feel like it made her look, it just looked weird. It was not flattering. Like an older lady wearing a younger, like a, you know, like a younger, fashionable, quote unquote, outfit. Very loose with the word fashionable, yeah. Quote unquote. unquote. Michelle looked. This hair was weird too. Like this hair. The hair was a bit odd. Hair journeys. No. Um, the male judge was Graham Norton, I think. It was Graham Norton. Okay. Was alive and well on the... On yeah, the he was show. there. Uh, Russell Tovey, our special guest, looked like he rolled out of bed. He did. He's one of those, like, uh, 
like, I feel like in the early 2000s, his profile would have been like straight acting, you know? Like he's very like, I'm just a dude, I'm just a bro. Like I just hang out with my mates and like do all that, you know? So like what you were doing in the early 2000s? No, Um, I was doing in the early 2000s. So, yeah, that's the. You know, the, you know who he is? He's on a he's on a really popular TV show called Being Human, in the UK. Well, he was. It got was it, it got canceled. Yeah, so it's over. I know, I know the reference, but thank you. Um, did you I did watch it. The UK version. Yes, the UK version. Did you watch the American version? Uh, I watched a couple episodes. It, I I watched the UK first, obviously, because it came out first. And it, like, couldn't stand up to it, so... I liked the American version better. Okay, drag good works of art. Um, did you did you see... Did you see both, and you just like the U.S. better, or did you only heavily watch the U.S. version? I watched... I think I watched all of the U.S. and just some of the U.K. version. Did you see Russell's butt? No. Mm, you missed out? Um... So the runway theme for this week is Scene Stealers, which I was very Stealers. Yeah, I was like, what does this mean? So I was until the first person came out. Yeah, because they didn't they explain like, it. Okay. I got yeah, it. Yeah, I got it. it. And it also makes me wonder like what was their what did their prompt say? Mm. Maybe like movie icons, something like yeah. that, probably. Um, so at first we have Crystal Versace as Cruella DeVille. Oh, how, how do I say it, Jaime? BB? You know how. You show me how. Crystal Versace. Oh. <laughs> I'm so wet. So up first we have, you know, aforementioned drag queen as Cruella DeVille. Cruella DeVille. Perfection. Loved it. Work. Everything about it. You, Glenn Close could have been wearing this. Oh, Glenn Close should have been wearing this. Absolutely. Um, this was just ugh, head to toe. You had the black and white with a little bit of like mixing in between, mm-hmm. like very modern uh, type of hair. The proportions, the cinch, the hips, the shoulders. The singularity of the like black and white where they met in the middle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of it. Get for me, this was... This, a little like cigarette extender. Uh-huh. She had the little red to break it up. So bad as a kid. What do you say? I wonder if one of those so bad as a kid. The just the, the just the fa- just to pretend smoke. You know. Well, now if you're an adult, Jaime, you can get, still get one. I probably could. I don't smoke anymore, though. I mean, just put something in there and like like a. I'm pretty sure they make like. I'll baby think ones. of something. Oh, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways. So, anyway. she was this the spray for the week for me. Yeah. Oh, the spray? Okay. Oh, 100%. Uh, I'll have to agree. I don't always give a spray, but I'll give her a spray. Yeah, for sure. Up next, we have Ella Vidai as an Oompa Loompa. Sexy Oompa Loompa. What did you think, Jaime? I liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was... Well executed. I thought it was clever. Very unexpected from Ella. Um, I liked it. I had this thought of like, 
I wonder if some of these runways that we've liked of Ella's the last few weeks had been earlier in the season, if we would have thought differently. Like if we would have saw this like unexpected Oompa Loompa runway, like mm-hmm. earlier in the season, would it have changed the way that we feel about her? Like maybe not connecting. Maybe because I think that this is a very specific perspective. So totally. I think if we saw something that was a bit, because this is camp, this is pure camp. If we saw something that was pure camp, then maybe it would make those matronly moments a bit less hard to, hard to digest. Yeah. Just because this is a very specific perspective and it is not matronly for the first time in Drag Race history. So yeah, I mean, for me, it was, it was all right. I gave it a right. I really liked it. Yeah. And she was the same color top to bottom. Yeah. It was very cohesive. Even though orange, she, she got it all right. Mm-hmm. Even though she was wearing the bodysuit, it um, it still meshed together. So mm-hmm. up next we have Vanity Milan. Vanity Milan giving us Baps Halle Berry from Baps. Baps, which I just recently learned what that was. Shocking. Um, um Simone. Okay. Okay. Yes, from I feel Simone. like I kind—I definitely have not seen it. And I feel like maybe I kind of knew what it was, but I wouldn't have been able to tell you. Like, I just knew it was a movie with Halle Berry in it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't think you were the targeted audience, but you know, it's why not? Well, you know, it's a bit more of a what some I would like say comedies. I love comedy movies. It's funny, right? Okay, yeah, sure, sure, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Um, but yeah, probably about strong women, like powerful women. I love powerful women. Okay. Well, when it, what, what didn't I like about it? Why wouldn't it be for me? No, I just think that Bats is definitely a part of the kind of when we say the lexicon of iconic black movies. I think it's definitely a part of that. So I mean, if you love watching iconic black movies, then I mean, you obviously hadn't heard of Bats up until very recently. So I do love Friday. Um, so, you know what I mean? Vanity's look is very <clears throat> average on this night. And yeah, it is. I mean, I gave her a right just because it looked nice. But again, if you're looking at the whole canon of the entire series, it's another orange dress, mm-hmm. it's another blonde wig. Michelle points it out later, but it's the wig she wore last week with something else on top of it. Like, very... Which is crafty. I was low-key because I didn't realize that until she... I was like, okay, low-key, I didn't I didn't see that. But yeah, it is the same. But it is very... Yeah, it's very much like rinse and repeat Vanity Milan at this point kind of a thing, you know? Okay, fuck her drag. Um, but I think you did it right. Yeah, I gave it a shite. She didn't I look didn't... good. Yeah, I personally didn't like it. The If we're doing the BAPS, I feel like the BAPS hair tower could have been a bit more exaggerated. Yeah, I do feel like it was taller. Yeah, I could have. I feel like there was the, the proportion storyline was not. And isn't it like. The name, the, oh, what do you. The. The what are you gesturing? The like acrylics, the like long oh, acrylics. Okay. Long, you know? Yeah, they are a bit of a longer nail, Jaime. And yeah, I just feel like it could have been more. Yeah, I feel like it could have been more for me, so I gave it a shite. Uh, but next, if I'm completely honest, I kind of thought she was going home tonight, so I gave her a right. Ooh, okay, so you're being generous. 
Yeah. It's cool to be kind. <sighs> Must be nice. Up next, we have Kitty Scott Clyde as someone from the Titanic. Rose. Okay. Portrayed by Kate Winslet. In a very big hat. That hat's basically as big as it is in the movie. Okay, nice. Okay, she, so she's staying true to the reference. She is. Nice. I don't know that um, Kate... Win- I don't remember the part where Kate Winslet tore the back of her skirt off in the movie, but... Yeah, other it worked. Than that, other than that, she looked, she looked spot on. Yes. Um, I personally did not like it. I did not like it because, like I said last week... If we're going to call it spade a spade, we're going to call it spade a spade. This is the second week in a row that Kitty Scott Claus has worn something long and then revealed to a little two-piece. Last week, it was a, a sweater and a little mini skirt. This mm-hmm. week, it's a jacket and a mini skirt. So if we're going to say Vanity's copycatting, she's, you know, doing the da-da-da-da. Kitty has done the same thing several times as well. So I gave it a shite. Work. I gave it a rate. Nice. The hat was killer, though. I love the hat. It literally um, is. And it, she kind of, like, it starts off where you just see this, like, giant hat in the movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, fills up the whole screen. And then she kind of, like, you know, <sighs> just, like, turns her head into the camera. Oh. Have you Titanic? Have you never seen Babs? At any rate, so. I guess we have homework. We do have homework. Have fun. Titanic's, like, four hours long. Oh. So the runway is over and we see the acting challenge. Brawl Wars. The Vampire Strikes Back. <clears throat> what are your thoughts on this? Uh, this narration is whack. <laughs> yeah, it was, Michelle was not. It was just really weird. And this is the thing. I feel like this script was written by somebody who just learned the word brawl. Like, bra wars is fine, but then the word bra stands in for star. Not uh. every other word in the dictionary. Like, bra, like, a long time ago in a galaxy, bra, bra away, that means nothing. Yeah, that makes no sense. Call it the death bra. It's just like, what? Mm-hmm. Very weird. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think that this, it, I think it was surprisingly good given, like, the edit. When we, when we get into the actual show, they also did not show a lot of it in the, in the like, recording and rehearsal process, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of times in these, like, short little skits, by the time we see, the, by the time we've watched them, like, rehearse it and then record it and get coached through it, we kind of know the whole storyline. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, they only showed us that brief snippet. We didn't see anything about the chest burster, mm-hmm. like... Ella's character like dying, like any of that craziness, the yeah, Dalit, yeah. the the brolics or whatever, um, mm-hmm. flying around. It? I liked the Valentina shade right at the beginning. Of course, yeah. Off your face. There were a lot of references, like a lot of callbacks to iconic moments from the show. A mm-hmm. lot, 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 lot of references to pop culture stuff. To all kinds of like, this was laden with Easter eggs. For sure. Yeah, I hated it. I did not like, like it? it. I did not think it was funny. I did not think it was the moment. It was, was it better or worse the than the commercials? I got a couple laughs out of the commercials. You didn't laugh at this? Once at this? 
not 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 know once not one single time. Wow. I thought it was good. I did not think it was funny. I did not think it was really creative. The acting was like okay, like we like Ella's running around screaming as like the evil person. Kitty's running around screaming as the good person. Crystal's just doing crystal shit, giving like okay line delivery. If out of anyone, if anyone had the best lines, it was Baby Yolo. Ironically, did Vanity live up to the challenge? Absolutely not. Um, it was just from top to bottom. I was like, okay. So, not hmm. a fan of these. Interesting. Yes. So, the get to the critiques, we're at the top four. So, everyone gets critiques. No one, like, is able to go off the stage. So, for Crystal, the judges loved, their, loved her look. The rehearsal was a bit shaky, but the final product was good. Their words, not mine. And Rue compliments her once again. So, do you agree with the judges' critique? I I liked her performance. And again, I was uh, given the edit that they got during the rehearsal. I was very surprised by the way that she performed. I thought mm-hmm. she did a good job. I kind of liked that, like, the way she was doing the lines. That kind of like, woo, you know, mm-hmm. sort of voice. And I thought she looked really good as well, like, in the challenge. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. She looked the best. She looked the best. Um... Up next, they go to Elevadai, and they make a joke about, look at how orange you look, bitch. <laughs> He's like, I'm that not joking, bitch. really funny. That was pretty good. Um, they also noted that she was in her head for a little bit, but they also liked her final product. Once again, their words, not mine. And when it came to the outfit, they they liked the outfit, um, mm-hmm. Which is good. Unexpected and sexy and uh a lot of adjectives I would not be on the internet's like new fantasy that they didn't even know existed yet. When he said that I was like, okay, now that is like that that is that is what birthed Christina Ricci. Like that is (laughs) only I was like, someone's fantasy. Okay, you're you're we need to get a new judge. I like that um I do like that Rue basically called out the fact that it's a mediocre script. Oh, 100%. That you made the most out of a frankly mediocre script, which it's like, well, hey, no shade. And you looked directly into the camera. Right? No, that was, that was the funniest part of that episode. That could have been the challenge. (laughs) That could have been. (laughs) RuPaul shading the script could have been the challenge for me. Like that would, like that was the funniest part. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess in terms of the final edit, uh, Ella did do pretty good, I guess. Up I mean, next, I really did cackle when she did that, that like rub up her leather pants, and it was mm-hmm. like, eh. I don't know. I thought that was hilarious. I feel like she could have gone on a bit longer with that. Like if she would have like brought it all the way all up, the like because she like stopped like at like the hip. Yeah. Yeah. Up next is Vanity. They liked her performance and you know they mentioned like you know her her rehearsal but they they liked like how she like was able to like pull out a good performance and not even like mentioning the script or anything but they just like liked her performance they did obviously read her for the orange again mm-hmm. and the same week from last week um what were your thoughts on did you agree with the judges for vanities critique 
I think for the most part, I don't know that I like thought she did maybe as well in the challenge as they they said that she did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do agree that like she went for it in the sense that like they were telling her to do stuff and she was like trying it out. Mm-hmm. You know, she was trying to do what they were saying. Yeah. Up next is Katie Scott Kalaios. And they live for her performance. They, you know, thought she did good in the rehearsal. She had the baby nut milk flub or whatever. And they did say, or Michelle did say that the reveal made no sense, which I totally agree. It did and not, but I kind of like yeah. that. I kind of li- liked that it didn't. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm assuming you liked her performance in the, in the challenge. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I thought, again, like, maybe because the edit was so poor that I was just, like, pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. at how good um, everyone did. But I was, I was like, r- really happy by the end of it. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the same reaction as you. <laughs> yeah, the same non-reaction. Um, so the girls get their critiques, da-da-da. Then they all go back to the untucked lounge. And they're talking, you know, going back and forth. And the girls ask Crystal how she thinks she did. And she's like, I don't think I did. <laughs> yeah, she's, <laughs> like, I don't think I did. she's in the bottom. Yeah. But she basically says, like, she was like, I mean, they said I did a good job. But after what they said to Ella and Kitty, like, she's like, I know I'm going to be in the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. And the girls point that out. All right. Forget if it's it's either Ella or... Kitty, who's like, oh, who do you think is going to be at the bottom? And they said, Crystal. Unanimous. Everybody, everybody. Yeah, agreed. even even Vanity was like, I'm probably going to be in the bottom. Yeah, so, so the girls get back to the stage and the judges start their judging and Vanity is safe. Gag. What? Gag. So immediately, in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, Okay, if she's not in the bottom, okay, it has to be Crystal, but who's Crystal going to go against? Obviously, they think Kitty did, like, a better job, I would think so. It's going to be Kitty and, or it's going to be Crystal and Ella. So then they get to Crystal Versace, and Crystal Versace is safe. Yeah. Then I'm like, there's no way that they can, like, edit this to look like Kitty and Ella did worse. Like, there's no way in the world. Yeah, I was very confused. I was very blaming on the edit. I was like, what is going on here on this day? And it is announced that Kitty Scott Claus and Ella Viday are the top two. The top two. Okay. Um, another for top the, two. For the win. And they have to lip sync for the win. This is the second lip sync for the win, yep. right? Yeah, because they did the first. For, yeah, to the first episode. Yeah, they did it on the first episode. Now they're doing it again. So Weird they li- that it's like not the last episode. Like it would make sense if it was like the first and the last. Correct. Yeah. For the crown. Yeah, and they get the lip sync song, which I don't remember what the song was. I don't either. I can kind of remember like. Yeah, it was it was a dancey song. It was a poppy song. Yeah, I can um, remember like bopping around to it when it was on. But yeah, it was cute. It was cute. Um, Ella, uh, not Ella, definitely not Ella. Kitty turns it out, 
100%. I was very much living for Kitty's performance. She was working the stage. She did a couple of dips, which is not what we typically see in UK drag. We typically see like the fall on both knees, the throw yourself down, but not a dip, not a traditional like. Cheryl Hole would like to talk to you. True, but I mean, as apart from Cheryl Hole, uh, that is when we when we get to maybe more on the desperate side of lip syncs, quote unquote. We don't see typically a lot of a lot of dips. A lot of dips. Yeah. Ella was alive and breathing air. Seriously? No. 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 You're a hater. I'm. She did the splits and then like moved she, around like in the splits. She dropped it like it's hot five times. Yeah. Five times. Like if you're going to be doing the same thing over and over, it's like, okay, Kitty did a dip, but she did it twice. You're doing dropping it like it's hot. Like every single like chorus, verse, bridge in the front of the stage, the back of the stage, side of the stage. It's like, okay, we get it. Like, it's appropriate to drop it like it's hot during this song, but like, why do you keep doing the same move over? And yeah. also, I didn't get the personality. I have to admit, I did not get the personality. Yeah. So, lip sync is over, and it well, I, have a, I have a couple. Of, wait, I have a couple of questions. Okay, go, let's. Okay, ask away. Ask away. Going back and I was kind of going back and forth. Okay. Because we know no one's going home. And there's no stakes to this lip sync. Mm-hmm. Is it not entertaining? Or does it leave room for it to be like more joyous? Because we know no one's going home. No one's scared about going home. So like the two people performing can be more fun and like loose and free. Because yeah, they're, they're, they're lip syncing to win, but all they're going to win is a badge. Yeah, I think they're, 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 that, that can be an argument that can be made is like if there's no stakes and, you know... You know, they could have both stand, stood there and, and park and barked. Like, there wasn't really anything that they really yeah. had to do. I think that for a viewer's perspective, it isn't as, like, exciting to watch. Because, obviously, we know neither of these chicken heads are going home. I know, I almost skipped it. Because I was just, at, at first, I was like, there's no, like, it literally doesn't matter. No yeah, one's going it, it doesn't mean anything. Um, so, yeah, I guess from, from both perspectives, it, it kind of... It kind of takes the it takes the excitement out for both parties. It takes the excitement mm-hmm. out for the viewer and it takes the excitement out for the performer. So the lip sync is over and we learn that there's two winners. Well, based on your uh, thoughts on the performance, I'm going to say that you think this was not warranted. This was not warranted. I, I don't know. They, if, I don't know if I think it was warranted either. Only because we've, we're getting so many double things lately, especially with how we've been on a drag race marathon for like the last year and a half, two years mm-hmm. of like nonstop drag race. We've had so many of these double shantae, double sachet, double all of these moments that mm-hmm. it's starting to lose its pizzazz. Yeah, I just think also in this season in particular, there's a lot of unwarranted things. Like in my in my mind. The double save with um, Charity and uh, What's-Her-Butt 
Scarlet was not warranted. The double sachet was not warranted. This is not warranted, in my opinion. But I think that it's just, it's too much. Like, going back to what you're saying, it's it's just too much. If you had to name a winner out of those two, who would you have picked? Kitty Scott Cause. Kitty, because she did the lip sync. Of course. Okay. No, they're both their performances for me were were bookie were mm-hmm. bookie garbage. But in the lip sync, I I was going up when I was watching. And when she did the dip, I was like, okay, get out of here. Get out of here, get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. Who do you think so, if it was a one winner? If it was one, I would have picked Ella. I thought her dip I thought Kitty's dips looked sloppy. They did look, they're a bit crunching much, but I think that was also, like, very, like, oh, it's, firstly, you're, like, doing a dip, so that's, like, the first thing, but also it's, like, you're, like, throwing yourself around, which is also kind of funny to, like, to see, um, but, I mean, to each their own, obviously, I do have a slight conspiracy theory, however. I would love to hear yours, because I have one as well. You say yours first. Yeah? Yes. Okay. I don't know if it's a conspiracy. This is just, this is a weird placement for a lip sync for the win. And I think that if they were playing by normal season rules, the bottom would have been Vanity and Crystal and Crystal would have gone home. Vanity would have, I mean, I'm sorry. Vanity would have bodied Crystal. Vanity would have been the next queen to stay after four lip syncs, but I'm sorry, like, it would have happened, and they don't want that to happen because they want Crystal mm. to be in the final. So they flipped the script and they made it a lip sync for the win this time. They said, "No one's going to go home. We're going to continue top four because we still have another episode to do. Like we have one extra episode because of the double, uh, the double sachet. So we're going to change it up so we can keep Crystal around." That's very interesting, and I think that's very that's that's one part of my th- well, my theory was like two parts. And I think that makes perfect sense for the crystal. And I kind of thought that in the back of my mind. I'm like, there's no way they're sitting on crystal. So that makes sense because if they would have put vanity in the bottom of crystal, we've never seen crystal lip sync. So I, we don't know. We, we did on the know. first episode, but it was a ballad. Correct. It wasn't like, it wasn't a poppy type of, you know, yeah. XYZ. So we wouldn't have known. I mean, if we're going off of track record, vanity could have pulled it out. But I think another thing, and this is more going towards the the overall while we're seeing the doubles, is because we saw through the ten episodes, and we think about the doubles, the double save, the double chante, and then also like this double win, like the double win. But keep in mind, we also had another, um, we also had another double go home, including. The week that whoever went home alongside Victoria Scone. Yeah. So we've technically had three double events. Well, four double events. We've had Victoria and whoever went home. We had Charity and Scarlet. Then we have River and um, Charitha. And now we have Ella and um, uh, Kitty. So I think Victoria Scone, like, leaving fucked up everything. Like, it fucked yeah. up the entire, like, trajectory of, like... And I think that's, like, why they're, like, having to do all this, like, 
mixing, matching, like boop, 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 boop. Yeah, but like, if, she, if if they if, when she left, they could have just done one week where no one went home, and it would have kept everything on track. True, but then when they did the double, then when they did the double, um, so they so they had it where a week where no one went home, which was the double Shantae with, or was the double um, stay with the two chicken heads, Charity and Scarlet. So that's the week that like they saved. But then they had the week where the two girls went home and then that threw it back out of whack again. That's what I'm saying. If they had just not sent someone home the week that Victoria Scone had to leave, they wouldn't have had to do a double save and they wouldn't have had to do a double elimination. Correct. So because they, they did need to save both of them, they they did not need to save Charity and Scarlet. Correct. So it's like it's it's like the episode planning. Like they did not be going back to your point. If they would have like because that's Ruse. I feel like Ruse done that before. Like when someone like leaves early, it's like we've had like someone's already left, so there's no reason for me to send anyone home. But they decided yeah. to go ahead and send someone home. So it, Eureka, like, they didn't send any anyone home. Exactly. When Eureka, and I don't think they sent anyone home when he DQ'd Will, Willem. Exactly. He said, we've had too much loss tonight or something like that. And then yeah. they, Now, the reason why I think that they both won, because I did not, in my mind, that was not a double. <laughs> in my mind, the reason why they did that is because they wanted to, they want to kind of push a narrative of Ella excelling in the competition as That's well as... Too. As well as they want to put Kitty on the map because keep in mind at this point Kitty only has one badge, so they want to keep her kind of quote unquote in the running to be like a fair candidate because Vanity goes home next week. We are we we know that Vanity goes home next week, so now we have Kitty with one badge, Crystal with two badges, and Ella with three badges. If she was the only one who won, so to keep it to keep it kind of mysterious and who's going to win, kind of amp up the drama. Yeah. Now it's going to be Kitty and Crystal with two and then Ella with three. And just like that theory video, Ella's pulling ahead in the latter half. Ella. Isn't that crazy? It's wild. It is wild to me. Just I don't know. It's very interesting. It's so odd. I don't know. And obviously, as an Alameda Sandy, we're living for this, but... Um, I mean, in these last couple of episodes have really changed my opinion on her. So going into the finale, I think that's who I'm rooting for. Okay. Who were you rooting for before? Kitty? I don't think I was rooting for anyone before. You were rooting for anybody? I mean, maybe... Before the double, I was rooting for Teresa. Like, I really okay. liked Teresa. Mm-hmm. And I liked Scarlet despite some of her, like, tantrums and stuff. But out of, like, like going into this episode, I, was, I wouldn't say that I was, like, gunning for anyone in particular. So you just hated Chris from the beginning. Work. Um, so, yeah. So up next episode, we have the... It's like a roast challenge where the girls are roasting the past eliminated queens, which I I'm living. I think I mean I don't know if they're gonna have any more material. They've been doing it in Untucked and in the workroom 
all season. So mm-hmm. we shall see. We shall say. Yeah. So I did notice this weird setup, or it looks like it's a weird setup, at least at the very, very end of the teaser. Mm-hmm. Where I'm kind of hoping it's not a fake out, but it looks like there's some something happening between Alan and Michelle. I didn't see that. Alan has a little tant, like it shows Alan having a little tantrum and then it like cuts to Michelle's face kind of like rolling her eyes. Oh! It says Alan's saying something like, oh, I'm sorry, I guess I'll just stop saying shit on the judging panel and like looking over at Michelle. So I'm wondering if it's like, I'm sure it's going to be a fucking fake out. But I'm wondering if like, yeah, if she says something like sideways to him. Mm. You know, she she'll every now and again Michelle will argue with the with you know the extra judges. one of the other with one of the other judges. Yeah, interesting. No, I didn't see that. But at any rate, Jaime, we have done it for the ninth time. And it is the ninth time. It is the ninth. I time. thought it was the eighth, but I forgot it was the ninth. It is the ninth, darling. So. I will see you for next week. We will see you for next week. We will see y'all next week. Yes. So if you want. Oh. We will be back on stereo next week as well for all of our lovely listeners who have missed us there the last two weeks. Yes. Um, The podcast, but also want to hear us live on stereo. We will be back next week at 11 p.m. ish. Eastern time, mm-hmm. which is 8 p.m. Uh, PST, Pacific PST. Standard Time. Yeah, so, yes, we will be back, 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 back again on Stereo. Do you want to go over socials since I think, are you done with your cleanse now? It seems like you're done with your cleanse. I'm not done with my cleanse. Nope, she is not done. No. You've She's been viewing like, my stories. I have been looking at your little crunchy stories, but I am not, oh. I am not done with my cleanse as of yet. Um, but if you want to follow me ahead of time, my Instagram is at the Kelvin Randolph. And the name is in the description of the podcast. Uh, the name of both of our socials are in the name in the description of the podcast overall. So you can find them there as well. Yeah. And I'm at Jaime Bonjour on like everything. Mm-hmm. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Uh, uh, um, what else? Twitch. Yes. Uh, Jaime has an, for those watching, Jaime actually has an amazing Twitch. So if you love Twitch content that is totally non crunchy and totally viewable, feel free to go watch. Thank you. <laughs> Anytime, friend. All right. So we will see you all for the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye Jaime. Bye. Bye, y'all.